Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Amir Rabbi Avram Goldhari, and today we're in Seches Psachim Daf Nun Gimel. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brice that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, "Simon laharim milin, a hallmark of mountains are galnut trees. Simon laharim to call him a simon of valleys are date palms. Simon laharim kanim, a simon of streams are reeds, and simon laharim shikma, and a hallmark of a plain." is a sycamore tree. The Gemara explains the purpose of these simanim. The first two involve the mitzvah kurim that cannot be brought from date palms that are in the mountains, nor from grain crops that are in the valleys. Rush explains that only date palms in the valleys yield the superior grade of that fruit for that mitzvah, and that pools of standing water that often accumulate on valley floors can cause crops of wheat and barley to wither and rot, making them inferior for the mitzvah. The reed simon for streams is to identify Nakhla Eson, the raging stream, which is the prescribed site for the Egla Rufa procedure. And the simon of the sycamore for the plain is for buying and selling. If one contracts to buy a plain without describing it, the land must have sycamore trees growing on it. The Gemara concludes that we can say the significance of all these simanim are for Mechok Memkar, for buying and selling. Point number two, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav Asulola Adam Shiomer Basazela Pesachu, it's forbidden for a person to say this meat is for Pesach, because it appears as one is makdish an animal as a carbon and eats kachim outside of Yishalayim. Rashi explains that this is referring even to the flesh of an animal that was already slaughtered. In this case, the person would be giving the impression that he's being makdish the value of the meat for the purpose of purchasing a Pesach. Rapapa said that Rav's ruling applies exclusively to meat. However, in the case of wheat, it doesn't apply the mintel because he only means to say that the wheat shall be guarded for the Chag Pesach. Rashi explains that it doesn't appear that he's being makdish the value of the wheat in order to purchase a carbon Pesach. And point number three, the Gemara Brahman incident where Todos Ishromi, who Rashi describes as a prominent Jew in Rome, instituted that Jews should eat Kedim Mkulasim Psachim. Kids roasted with their entrails alongside of them as a commemoration of the carbon Pesach. And the Rabban said that they would have excommunicated him if it were not that he was a prominent person. Now the Gemara seeks to understand whether Rabbanan meant that he was a Gavra Rabba, a great man, or a Balgrofin, a powerful and violent man, and brings a proof that he was the former. Wasana Bray said Todus Ishromi expounded, What did Khananya Mishael and Azariah see? Shemasu Atzman al Kiddush Hashem Kivshanaish, that it caused them to sanctify Hashem's name by being put in the fiery furnace. They went to Kavakhomer from the Tsvaradim, the frogs in Mitzrayim. Whereas the frogs which are not commanded in the midst of Kiddush Hashem, it's written about them, and they shall send into your palace and into your ovens and into your kneading bowls. And when are kneading bowls found next to the oven? I would say at the time the oven is hot. So, then we, who are commanded in the midst of Kiddush Hashem, all the more so we should be willing to give up our lives. So once again, the three points are, Number one, it was taught in the Bryce of Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, Simon Lahar Milin, a hallmark of mountains are galnut trees, Simon Lamakim de Kalim, a simon of valleys are date palms, Simon Lamakim Kanim, a simon of streams are reeds, and Simon Lashvela is Shikma, and a hallmark of a plain is a sycamore tree. The more explains the purpose of these simanim. The first two involve the Mitzvah Bikurim that cannot be brought from date palms that are in the mountains, nor from grain crops that are in the valleys. Rashi explains that only date palms in the valleys yield the superior grade of that fruit for that mitzvah, and that pools of standing water that often accumulate on valley floors can cause crops of wheat and barley to wither and rot, making them inferior for the mitzvah. The reed simon for streams is to identify the nachleisan, the raging stream which is the prescribed site for the Agua Rufa procedure, and the simon of the sycamore for the plain is for buying and selling. If one contracts to buy a plain without describing it, the land must have sycamore trees growing on it. And the Gemara concludes that we can say the significance of all these simanim are for mechach memkar, for buying and selling. 
Point number two, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, it's forbidden for a person to say, this meat is for Pesach, because it appears as one who's makdish in the animals, a carbon, and he's kajim outside of Yerushalayim. Rashi explains that this is referring even to the flesh of an animal that was already slaughtered. In this case, the person would be giving the impression that he's being makdish, the value of the meat, for the purpose of purchasing a Pesach. But Papa said that Rav's ruling applies exclusively to meat. However, in the case of wheat, it doesn't apply to mintel pischa kamer because it only means to say that the wheat shall be guarded for the chag pesach. Rush explains that it doesn't appear that he's being makdish the value of the wheat in order to purchase a carbon pesach. And point number three, the Gemara brought an incident where Todos Ishromi, who Rashi describes as a prominent Jew in Rome, institute the Jews should eat gedim kolasim b'leil pesachim. Kids roasted with their entrails alongside of them as a commemoration of the carbon pesach. And Rabban said that they would have excommunicated him if it were not that he was a prominent person. Now the Gemara seeks to understand whether the Rabban meant that he was a Gavar Rabbah, a great man, or a Baal Grofim, a powerful and violent man, and brings a proof that he was the former. It was taught in a rice that Todos Ishrom expounded. What did the Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah see? Shemasun Atzman al Kiddush Hashem that caused them to sanctify Hashem's name by being put in the fiery furnace? They learned the Kavachomer from the Tzvaradim, whereas the frogs, which are not commanded the Mitzvah Kiddush Hashem, it's written about them, and they shall ascend into your palace, and into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And when are kneading bowls found next to the oven? I would say at the time the oven is hot. So, Then we, who are commanded in the Mitzvah Kiddush Hashem, all the more so we should be willing to give up our lives. All right, so now we go to our Simper Daf Nun Gimel, and our standard Simper Nun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. A Nigerian prince. So here goes. The moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, he was attacked by kamikaze frogs who jumped into his kneading bowls by the oven. Once again, in slow motion. The moment the Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must mean we're on Daf Nun Gimel. The moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees, which reminds us of the Bryson where Mishman Gamil says that the hallmark of mountains are kneeling gallnut trees and the Simfra valleys are decalling day palms and both of those are for the purpose of Bikurim. The Simfra Nechalim are cunning, the Simfra streams are reeds, which is for the purpose of the Nachal Esan, the Mitzvah of Egla Rufa, and Simon Shvela Shechma and a hallmark of a plain is a sycamore tree for the purpose of buying and selling. So the moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, which reminds us, the Rebuda said in the name of Rav, it's forbidden for a person to say, Basar Zela Pesachu. This meat is for Pesach because it appears as one as Makdish and animals, a carbon eats Kajim outside Yushalayim. And Rashi explains that it's referring even to the flesh of an animal that was already slaughtered. In this case, a person would be giving the impression that he's being Makdish, the value of the meat, for the purpose of purchasing a Pesach. Rapapa said, the rub's ruling applies exclusively to meat. However, in the case of wheat, it doesn't apply because it just means it's being guarded for the Chag Pesach. So the moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, he was attacked by kamikaze frogs who jumped into his kneading bowls by the oven. Which reminds us that Toto Sitromi was a prominent man in Rome who instituted that the Jews should eat kids roasted with their entrails alongside of them as a commemoration of the carbon Pesach. And the rabbi said they would have excommunicated him if he wasn't a great man. He expanded that what caused Hanani Mishael and Azariah to make a Kiddush Hashem was the Kavachomer they made from the Tzvaradim and Mitzrayim. If the frogs were willing to give up their lives, even though they aren't Mitzvah in the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, all the more so we should be willing to give up our lives because we are Mitzvah in that mitzvah. So once again, the moment the Nigerian prince who lived on a mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, he was attacked by kamikaze frogs who jumped into his kneading bowls by the oven.
All right, now it's time for four blah blah chazara. Daf memtes. So the simmer daf memtes related to meat. We use a butcher. So here goes. The brilliant butcher realized he forgot hummus at home while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, which reminds him that different halachas for one who leaves his house and forgot he had hummus at home. If he left to perform a mitzvah like to shack the carbon pesach or to eat a sudas erison at his father-in-law's house, if he has time to go back and do beer, he should. Otherwise, he should be mavat the bolibo. If he left to rescue Jews from a dangerous situation, he should just do a bittel. And if he went to establish his makmish visa for an optional purpose, then he should return immediately and dispose of the chametz. So the brilliant butcher realized he forgot chametz at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, had sold his entire butcher shop to bury a bust on the chacham, which reminds him was taught in a bright salom, yimkar adam komash yeshe I mentioned always be prepared to sell all he owns, and marry the daughter of a Tamachachim, or marry off his daughter to a Tamachachim. Such a marriage is analogous to the grapes of a vine with the grapes of another one, where each grape improves the taste of the other. We have another Bryce listing the preference for who one should marry if he can't find a Bas Tamachachim. So the brilliant butcher, who realized he forgot chametz at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, had sold his entire butcher shop to marry a Bas Tamachachim, leaving behind his former years as an Amarz who wanted to bite like a donkey which reminds of the great degree of sinah that Ami Arts had for Talmud Chachamim and of Rabbi Kiva's recollection that when he was an Amarz, he wanted to bite Talmud Chachamim like a donkey and break their bones. Dafnun, so the simmer Dafnun is a nincompoop. A nincompoop, so here goes. The nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be run Dafnun. The nincompoop, who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba, which reminds us that when Yosef got sick and his soul left his body and saw an Om Hafuch, an upside-down world where the Elyonim were Lamata V'tachdenim Lamala, the ones who are uppermost in this world are below an Olam Haba, and the lowly in this world are above an Olam Haba. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, his father, said to his son, B'ni Olam Baruch my son, you've seen a clear rule. He then asked Rabbi Yosef how we, Talmud Chachamim, were regarded there, and Rabbi Yosef answered, just as we're regarded here, so we're regarded there. His father asked what they were saying there, and his son replied that he heard them saying, Ashrei mi Khan v'talmudu b'yado. Fortunate is he who comes here, and his learning is in his hand. So the nincompoop, who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Olam Haba, and hid pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, which reminds us that the Gemara asks what it means when the Pasuk says, that one day Hashem's name will be one. Isn't it one now? It means that whereas we write Hashem's name with the letters Yud, Hey, and so on, we pronounce the name with the letters Al, Dalad, but in the future it will be written and pronounced with the letters of Yud, Hey. This is alluded as well in the Pasuk, This is my name, which is Lo'olam forever, but means also Lo'olam to be hidden, referring to the Yud-K name, whereas the one to mention is the Al-Dalad name. So the Ninkampupa practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba and had pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, said his own name whenever he learned and did mitzvahs. Which reminds the Gemara brought a contradiction between the two psukim, Gigado Ad Shemaim Chazdecho, for great until the heavens is your kindness, and Kigado Me'al Shemaim Chazdecho, for great above the heavens is your kindness. So does the reward from Hashem, which was referred by your kindness, originate from above the heavens or only until the heavens? So the great answer is, Kamba Osin Lishmag, Kamba Osin Here, in the second passage, referring to those who perform mitzvah for its own sake, for no purpose other than to fill Hashem's ratzon. They will receive reward from above the heavens, meaning supernaturally. In the first Pasuk, it refers to those who perform a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for personal gain. And they will receive reward from until the heavens, meaning through natural means. And this statement is like Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, A person should always engage in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, even though not for its own sake. Because from doing them not for their own sake, he will eventually come to do them for their own sake. Dafninov, so the simon is related to na, we think of beavers, and we use beaver pelt hats. So here goes. The goofy tour group in the beaver pelt hats, beaver pelt hats, that must be one duff, none off. 
the goofy tour group in the beaver pelt hats who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, which reminds us, the more asked why Rabbi Baruchana did not adhere to the Minhagam Bavel, not to eat from the fats covering the straight part of the stomach, since the Mishnah states that one should adhere to the Khumras of the place one travels to, and two answers are given. Abai said the Mishnah's rule applies to people going from one place in Eretz Yisrael to another, or from one place in Babel to another, or from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, but not to those traveling from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, Kevin da Anakaifinu Abdin Kavasai, since we, the Talmud Chachamim and Babel, are subordinate to the Talmud Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, people coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael. Rabashi said the Mishnah's rule applies even to those coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, unless one intends to return to Eretz Yisrael as Rabba Babarachana did. So the goofy tour group in the beaver belt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. Which reminds us, Rabba Barakana said to his son that he should not eat the permitted stomach fat of an animal, not in my presence and not out of my presence. For the following reason, I myself, who saw Rabbi Yochanan eating it in Eretz Yisrael, may do so here, Kadaihu Rabbi Yochanan Lismokhlov, since Rabbi Yochanan is worthy of being relied upon both in his presence and not in his presence. However, you did not see him eating it, so do not eat it, for I am not a sufficiently distinguished authority to rely upon to go against local custom. So the goofy tour group in the beaver pelt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. And they should not work Arapesa like at home, even though the natives will call them lazy. Which reminds us that the Gemara asked that if someone is required to keep the chumras of the place from which he came as well, then in a situation where one comes from a place where the minhag is not to do malacha ere Pesach, and he arrives in a place where they do do malacha, he's clearly deviating from the local custom and invites malchokas. So Abai answers that the requirement to maintain the chumras of both locales only applies in the case where he's coming from a place that one does malach to one that does not. Rav says it will can apply to the former case, since when the locals see the newcomer not working, they'll assume that's because he's a batlan, someone who sits idle and doesn't work. Dafnum base, so the similar Dafnum base is a newbie, a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must mean we're on Daf Nun base. The newbie to Yiddishkeit wearing the Please Don't Excommunicate Me t shirt, which reminds us in Eretz Israel they vote to impose Malkus on a Yeshiva student who sins in a Rabbanon, and they don't vote to excommunicate. Rush explains that they try to avoid excommunicating atonement as much as possible out of concern for Kavadatora that the student represents, since Malkus is a less severe punishment. The publicity generated is not so damaging to the Talmud's reputation and the Torah's honor. Rabbi Yosef excommunicated Rabbi Nassim Ba'asif for traveling on the Tchum on the second day of Shavuos because violating the second day of Yantiv is a more serious offense. So the newbie to Yiddish guy wearing the Please Don't Excommunicate Me t-shirt tried to discern if he could eat one of the three pickled vegetables from the Shvi's barrel, which reminds us that the Mishnah Dab Nunam and Bay state that if one transports Peros Shvi's from a place where they have been depleted to a place where they have not been depleted or vice versa, one must take on the chumras of both places and is chayev to do beer. Rabbi Yudah says, Seva We say to him, go out and bring for yourself. So the Gemara here attempts to clarify the Malchus between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda with five different interpretations. Ravashi says they're taking sides in the Malchus and Mishnah and Shvis, which states that a Kobish Roshik one who preserves three kinds of vegetables in one barrel, Rabbi Yazer says, Rishon, we may eat all three until one is depleted in the fields. Yeshua says we may eat all three until the last species is depleted. says, As each species becomes depleted in the field, one shall remove that species from the barrel. And the Tanakam of our Mishnah goes according to Yeshua, Rabbi Yehuda holds like Rabbi Gamliel. And the Lacha goes according to Rabbi Gamliel. So the Nubiti Yiddishkeit wearing the Please Don't Excommunicate Me t-shirt tried to discern if he could eat one of the three pickled vegetables from the Shvi's barrel by using his high-powered binoculars to see if the cows in the Galil 
had depleted that species in the fields. Which reminds the Gemara brings a mission that teaches Shalosh Ratzel's Labir. There are three lands for purposes of beer, Yehuda, Avery, Yard, and the Goliath. And each one is divided into three sublands, mountains, lowlands, and valleys, to teach that people may each meet the produce in each one of the three mainlands until the last subdivision in that land has become exhausted of its produce. That we learn from the Pasuk, and should be for your animals and for the beasts that are in your lands. As long as the Chaya can each meet your produce from the field, you shall feed it to the behemoth in your house. However, once the produce is depleted for the Chaya in the field, you must remove it from the animal in the house. And we have a tradition that the animals in Yehuda do not travel to the Galil to forage and vice versa, but they will travel between the three subdivisions within their main land. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff when the Rav Yosef told his father that he saw an old hafu, where people were saying, that's on Dav? None. Good. Number two, which stuff learned that the reason the Lacham upon him is baked Erev Yantav, if Yantav is Erev Shabbos, is Shvos Krobahitur, Shvos Rechok That's on Dav? Memzayin. Good. Number three, which something when the Nerets saw they tried to avoid giving a Talmud neither way excommunication out of concern for Kabbatatory that the Talmud represents. That's on Duff. None base. Good. Number four. Which something when those coming from a place where they don't do Malachi or a Pesok, the place that does, should not work. And the locals that just think they're Batlani. That's on Duff. None of. Good. Number five. Which something when the Hanani Michelle and Azari weren't to be willing to be thrown into the kitchen of Aish from making a Kabbatomer from the frogs of Mitzrayim. That's on Duff. Nun Gimel. Good. Number six. Which stuff they learned the value of marrying a bust on the Chochem? That's on Duff. Memtes. Good. Number seven. Which stuff they learned according to Rebbe Yezer, putting baked loaves in a basket is mitzvah them for the shear of Hafrash's Chawa. That's on Duff. Memtes. Good. Number eight. Which stuff they learned that from the Yom Ahuyi Hashem Achad Achad in the future, we will pronounce the Kosh Baruch Hu's name the way it is written. That's on Duff. None. Good. Number nine. Which of the Rabbi Barakana ate the fats covering the straight part of the stomach and bubble because he relied on the fact that he saw Rabbi Yochanan eat them. That's on Duff. None of. Good. And number ten. Which of the learned the various simanim from mountains, valleys, streams, and plains and the purpose of them. That's on Duff. None. Gimel. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.